Funding for this podcast comes from MathWorks, creators of MATLAB and Simulink software, accelerating the pace of engineering and science. Learn more at MathWorks.com. Produced by the iLab at WBUR, Boston. Hi, Amory. Hey, Ben. Hey, Josh. Hey, Ben. Hey, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) We can't hear Paul, but Paul said hey. Yeah. All right, Team Endless Thread is on break from making our usual in-depth, deep-dive episodes about stories on this vast ecosystem of online communities called Reddit. But because we at Boston's NPR station WBUR and our friends at Reddit love to give you that sweet, sweet content, we're still dropping some stuff into the feed. We're gluttons for fun, I guess. This week, we're doing a little thing we're going to call Snack Time. Telling some Reddit stories briefly, so you've got some snacks to tide you over till the next big meal. And on that note, I'm going to ask intern James to bring you guys in a present that James and I got for you. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Is this a slushy? James, is this thank a blue? You so much. It's a Slurpee. It's a blue vegan. Slurpee. Oh, thank it's you. A vegan Slurpee. A vegan Slurpee. Aren't all Slurpees <laughs> vegan? <laughs> I looked it up. Actually, I'd be a little disturbed if they were not. Oh Captain my God! This Captain is a Captain Crunch, Crunch flavored. Slurpee. Is that? Oh my gosh! Okay, what's what that? Your vegan drink. This is me- like a mango. Oh no, shrimp pear. crackers. <laughs> Did you tell him to specifically <laughs> get <laughs> shrimp crackers, or was this the intern's choice? Did you tell him to get some exotic? I told um, him to get the weirdest stuff he could find. I have oh. I have chili lime wheat wheels got, in front of me. He got me. He got me potted meat. <laughs> what is that? What looks, is that? Is even this like spam? Read the ingredients. No, it's, it's in the All right, aisle. ingredients: mechanically separated chicken. Cool. <laughs> that sounds so brutal. Partially defatted cooked pork fatty tissue. Ugh. <laughs> This is might be the grossest thing I've ever I've ever held in my hand. Oh man, I'm gonna be turning you guys vegan faster than I thought. <laughs> All right, you guys. I have even though we're not together right now because yeah. I'm at home and and recording from home. I do. Ha- I also have snacks. What do you have? All right, you have to guess. Are you ready? Like a pretzel. Yeah, pretzel give me another. Give, give me a few more bites here. <laughs> oh, this is such a classic crunch. I'm, I'm mad I'm at really myself. I'm really getting pretzels right now. Really, I'm getting like, like those mini rice cakes, like the whatever they're called. It's a pickle. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've had we've had some snack talk, um, but I think it's time for like. Snack time round one. Amory, you're our snack time round one server. Okay. Serve it up. <clears throat> um, <laughs> okay. All right. So I found my story on the Today I effed Up subreddit. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be good. <laughs> yeah. And um, here's, here's the headline. Today I effed up by permanently burning myself trying to connect with my recently deceased dad. Oh, man. (laughs) So just think about that for a second. Uh. So it actually has to do with this kind of quirky thing that this guy does. 
He says, for the last five years, I've had an ice cream tub full of sugar in my kitchen. Do you mm-hmm. guys keep sugar in something other than like a sugar? I just, mine's in a bag. Yeah, or a bowl. Yeah. A bag. A bag. Yeah. Okay. So this is a point of contention between this guy and his girlfriend. He says, my girlfriend thinks this is weird, and she thought it was weirder still when I packed the box to move with me when we decided to move in together. She's not wrong. She's I like, get, don't bring get... your weird five-year-old sugar tub. And he says, it's fine. Sugar doesn't go bad. I agree. So we've got to get back to the dad who has recently passed away. He says, fast forward to this past January, my dad dies suddenly and unexpectedly. So then um, just earlier this June of this year, he and his family are cleaning out his dad's business, which was he had a storefront where he sold boat equipment and things to fix boat engines. So they're going through his dad's stuff in, in the store, and he says... Then, at the back of a jammed drawer, under some oily rags and a grimy toothbrush, I find an ice cream tub. (laughs) I open it up, and it's half full of sugar. He's like, oh my god, my dad did this too. He put sugar in an ice cream tub. That must be why I do it. So he, like, licks his finger and dips it into the sugar. And he says, I put it in my mouth and know immediately that it's not sugar. It's bitter, it's bubbling, and my tongue is burning. (laughs) So he runs out of the store and he's like swishing Coke around in his mouth. And one of his dad's friends... Uh, comes out to him and is like, whoa, are you okay? And he's like, I don't know. I just, I thought I was eating sugar from a tub, but it wasn't sugar. And the friend is like, why would your dad have had? And he's like, I don't know. I just (laughs) thought it was sugar. So the friend finds out that it's not sugar. It's caustic soda or sodium hydroxide, which is lye. So he's, yeah. (laughs) So he's just put... (laughs) lie directly on his tongue, and now he has a chemically burned tongue. Mm. And not as strong of a connection with his father as he Exactly, exactly. So the comments, people are like (laughs) quoting him in the comments like, um, at the back of a jammed drawer under some oily rags and a grimy (laughs) toothbrush. Yeah. (laughs) What made you think that this was sugar? We need to unpack this guy's sugar habit situation. <laughs> it seems like, like a strong part of his identity. Yeah. yeah. So the conclusion that he uh, reaches is that his girlfriend is right. He is wrong. You should not put sugar in an ice cream tub. That's not a normal thing to do. And this guy checked back in. He says his his tongue hasn't really healed and he can't. There's some oh. taste buds that don't appear to oh my work God. anymore. But as far as we know, as of about mid-June of this year, his tongue is burned but intact. Brutal. Yeah. But there was a nice comment at the end, kind of summed up how I felt about this. Cryptos19 says, this is a real solid today I effed up. Sorrow, smugness, sweetness, and then bittersweetness and asshattery. (laughs) (laughs) And I just think bittersweetness and asshattery kind of... Mm. Kind of sums this up. So, Emery, that's the that's gonna be the name of our folk duo that you and me start. Bittersweetness and assattery. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. I did find out though, sugar does not go bad. I will say, in defense of this guy, 
It is true that he and his dad both stored weird things in ice cream tubs. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I guess, it's, yeah. yeah, it's not any more normal to store your yeah. sodium hydroxide in an ice cream tub. That's like, I, I feel like that's very relatable, though, because like I like I as I grow older, I totally recognize that like my dad and I do the same weird stuff when we're like storing things and putting things and like deciding to save things that are mm-hmm. weird. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm a big twist tie guy. Mm. Like I love saving my twist ties. Yep. I do too. Yeah. Wait, and like what? my rubber bands and like yeah. that's a whole thing. And what do you I wanna... do? What do you do with a twist tie when you're done with it? If there's a twist tie on your bread or whatever. Yeah. What do you yeah. do yeah. when that. the bread's gone, Josh? Throw it out. No. No, you save that, <laughs> you man. Never. You never throw it out. <laughs> yeah, twist ties are twist ties are amazing. They can they can do all sorts of things. Yeah. Oh no, I never had the patience. Even when the bread is still in the bag, I, I don't have time for it. I just take the twist Whoa. tie off once. Oh, Whoa. No. <laughs> and then just fold it under the bottom of it and then it's fine. Here's a question. What does your dad do with his bread bag? I don't know. I'm gonna ask him and see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have you guys ever um tasted something that you thought was like like you like licked a drop of something off of the counter because you thought it was one thing and it was something else. Licked a drop of something <laughs> off of the counter. Okay, Emery. Interesting. No, just me. Um, I I don't I won't I don't have something like that off the top of my head, but I will say, and this is I don't know, this is a little bit left field, but I will say that I consistently burn my mouth on pizza. Oh. <laughs> it's like the opposite of learning. You want the pizza yeah. so badly. Yeah. I know. You don't have time but to wait like, for that. If you if you took like 30 seconds, 3 seconds to engage <laughs> with your actual brain, mm-hmm. you would realize that that's not what you should do. Put your mouth on a hot pizza. Mhm. Well, but, you know. We've gotten a little far away from sugar, but we're we're learning some valuable things about each other, I think. <laughs> Josh is like a barbarian with his bread. Yeah, a bread barbarian. I just lick things off of counters. He licks things <laughs> off of counters, and I will eat hot pizza until the day I die, even if it will burn my mouth. And hoard twist ties. And hoard twist ties. Ah, T-I-L. The world's clean energy future relies on ancient elements still in the ground. Without mining, there will not be a clean energy transition. But pulling them out of the ground comes at an environmental and human cost. Mining is intrusive, but the results are the building blocks for products that we use every single day. I'm Meghna Chakrabarty. Join me on point for Elements of Energy, Mining for a Green Future, five special episodes. Listen and follow On Point wherever you get your podcasts. Did you kill Marlene Johnson? I think you're one of the first people to have actually asked. From WBUR and ZSP Media, this is Beyond All Repair, a new podcast about an unsolved murder that will leave you questioning everything. Somebody should be in jail for murdering my sister. A woman who's never been believed. As long as they think I have done this, then they're not looking for who actually did this. And that's what makes it a cold case. No, it's a botched case. And a search for the truth, once and for all. Wow, it just gets more interesting. Beyond All Repair. Listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts. Be careful. You're digging 
in a place that's been very peaceful for a while. Do it anyway. Dig. Josh, you got a snack for us too, right? Some snack action, which I like to call snackshin. I do. I did not call it that myself, but I've got I've got that. All right. So I found this story on Ask Reddit, and the question is, what's a crazy story you've been wanting to tell, but there's never been a thread specific enough for it? And this is from Redditor Bloody Blah. And I read this, and I have not been able to get this story out of my head since I read it. Okay. 20 years ago, there was this young couple who decided to adopt three children. They were three birth siblings, so they're all related, ages three, four, and six. This is 1998. This post was three years ago, so what would that be? That would be 95. So you got these three siblings, they're three, four, and six years old, and the six-year-old is just learning how to read, and this is an important fact to, uh, to remember. Okay. Um, and they live in kind of this residential neighborhood, and there's a family down the street, the Cook family, and they have kids around the same age, and the new mom decides, oh, like it would be great to get the Cook kids over and, and get them to meet uh, our new kids. And Playdates. Playdates. Yeah, you know about that, Ben. I do. (laughs) Uh, So they set up a dinner date for the following week. And a few days later, the mom sees the six-year-old is about to walk out of the house. And he has his backpack on with all of his toys in it. And he has recruited his two younger sisters to follow him. And they also have all of their toys packed up. Like, they look like they're leaving. <laughs> like, okay. they're just, like, up and leaving the house. Uh, you know, they, they were adopted not that long ago. So this is, like, a new situation. Right. Oh, and no. the, mom, the, mom, the mom approaches the, uh, the six-year-old and is like, child, like, why are you, why are you leaving, leaving the house? And the six-year-old looks at the mom and says, well, on your calendar... Why does it say, cook kids for dinner? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, these poor kids. I will answer your question with a question. (laughs) (laughs) Evil stepmother. (laughs) And what has stayed with me about this story is that this six-year-old really thought that his new parents were going to cook them for dinner. And instead of crying or, or making a big fuss about right. it, he He's strategized. Like, We're out of here. <laughs> yep. He got together a plan. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's uh And that's all we good. need to survive are toys. Yeah, yeah. You get your toys, you get your toys, I got my toys, we'll get out of here. I don't know where he was planning on going, but uh, I don't know, pretty resourceful for a six year old. <laughs> I love this. This oh. is good. Man. It's like every kid's nightmare, though, too. I used to have nightmares that my parents were turning on me. I used to have that, too. Like, I, had a, I, have a, I still have a vivid memory of, like, a dream, a nightmare I had where, like, my mom just, like, dropped me off on the side of the highway somewhere. She just, like, kicked me out of the car and left me there, <laughs> which is never something she cooked. would do. <laughs> better than being cooked, but also, like, scary to be, yeah. like, left on the highway as a little kid. Yeah. Well, so this was the this was the mom that posted the story. 
So this was actually the cousin of the kids. So I guess the niece or nephew of the mom. Mm. The probably also delicious cousin of the kids. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, if you guys were in this situation when you were six, what do you think you would do? Oh, man. Uh, I I can't imagine I was a very brave six-year-old. I think I also would have run away. I actually did try to run away about this same age. Really? Because um, I, yeah, because I like got in a fight with my dad or something, or like wasn't allowed to do something, and I literally made like a bindle. What is a bindle? It's like a, st- it's like you take a handkerchief. Oh, it's like a stick. Oh, it's okay. like a handkerchief. Paul, like, Paul, our engineer is like he just sign language <laughs> bindle to me. <laughs> yeah, it's a stick with a, a little satchel tied to the end. I literally made that because that was like the thing that I had in my mind of like what. That's what you do when you run away. This is like a yeah. Huck Finn type of thing. Yeah, exactly. What about you, Josh? What What would you have done? What were you like as a six year old? Were you proactive, or would you have? Well, I was a shy kid. I would have been terrified. I probably would have locked myself in my room yeah. and sat in the corner and thought about all the awful things that were about to happen. Mm. So I would have consulted my sister first, who's older and wiser, and would have just said, like, no, stupid, the cooks are coming over for dinner. <laughs> you would have been like, if, yo, sis, yeah. I have some very important information intel. about both of us. Yeah. I have some intel. <laughs> Can you please tell me what to do? Yeah, and and I quickly would have felt real stupid but i don't know i do there are some uh some good comments that i should read real quick okay one of them is sounds like there may have been too many cooks (laughs) and then another one a slightly more morbid it takes a lot to make a stew a pinch of salt and some kids too oh man that's (laughs) that's like a a shell silverstein poem or like a dr suits yeah you're right it is more it is more Silverstein than Seuss. I have a Silverstein poem memorized. Oh, please. Do you guys want to hear it? Of course. Please. Yeah. It's sort of related. There's too many kids in this tub. There's too many elbows to scrub. I just washed a behind that I'm sure wasn't mine. There's too many kids in this tub. <laughs> I remember that one. Um, I have no poems to offer. <laughs> I don't have poems either. <laughs> That's okay. That's a good story. Thanks, Josh. No problem. Okay, snack time is over for now, but we'll be back next week. During our break from regular episodes of Endless Thread, you're going to hear some reruns of our favorites, some episode updates, and of course, more snacks. If you're looking for new podcasts to get into, check out ZigZag from Radiotopia. It's about women and tech and also Bitcoin and blockchain and the wild world of cryptocurrency. You can find that wherever you get your podcasts. Endless Thread is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR station, in partnership with Reddit. Our show is a dream realized by Jessica Alpert, who, when we ask if she likes the episode we've put together, she sometimes says, WTF. Iris Adler is our executive producer, and she makes sure our stories meet the bar of mildly interesting. Mix and sound design by Paul Vikas and John Parati, who, when we're in the field recording, always say, Nature's fun. 
Our web producer is Megan Kelly, who looks at our attempts at writing web copy and goes, Aww. Michael Pope is our advisor at Reddit, and whenever we try to have a serious conversation, he's all, you, I'm a toddler. Our interns are James Lindbergh and Josh Luckins. Our theme music is by Squelcher. On Reddit, we are endless underscore thread if you want to contribute art for an upcoming episode or give us a juicy story tip so we can tell it like we did today or even just say hey, you can hit us up there. Our show is produced by Josh Swartz, also my co-host and producer Amory Sievertson. I'm senior producer and host Ben Brock Johnson. I'll let myself out.